0: The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm one with the Force of the Forces with me. Now witness the
1: firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. Mm. We'll use the Force. That's not how the Force
2: works. Well, that's us start somewhere.
0: Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 201, recorded January 25th, 2024. My name is Joe Becker, one half of the KyberCast team. The other half with us, as always, is... Michael Diaz. How you doing, Joe? Good, Michael. How are you? And we have a special guest this week, one of our listeners. Josh, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you. Uh, truly, an honor to have you on the show. It's uh, uh, our listeners are the most important people because that's who we do this for, if not for ourselves half the time. Because we don't really think anybody's listening. But thanks for <laughs> thanks for listening and being such a great supporter. And not only through uh, listening, but social media, you're always uh, willing to get into the conversation. So we oh. appreciate it very much. Welcome. I'm oh, happy to be
1: here. Love what you guys do. Well, thank you. That's that's very kind
2: of you. I mean, this is. Uh, this is our glorified hobby. The fact that anyone out there is listening, that's just icing. It's just icing on the cake. So,
0: yeah, my wife doesn't even listen.
2: Well, <laughs> oh, neither does Shaylee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Though every once in a while, because of my loud voice, she'd be like, you said my name tonight. What were you talking about? And then I tell her.
0: Uh, that's funny.
2: She did say, however, she will come on an episode if we actually bag Ryan Airy, who does Screen Crush yeah okay good Eventually, then she'll come on because she loves ryan airy
0: got it got it and if i get jennifer connelly then it'll be the same thing i'll just
2: <laughs> oh i love jennifer connelly i would <laughs> yeah. that's... no ryan airy though he he actually agreed to uh be on the show uh but it was right when you got your other job so we had to put him on pause so i'll oh, okay. go back in so he's actually a possibility jennifer connelly
0: not that's a bit of a stretch yeah huge Huge, huge! All right, we got a pretty big show for you. Um, well, kind of big. I don't know, but we can jump right into the news. We I, I couldn't find much other stuff, uh, Michael. Maybe maybe you have some stuff out there. But the Bad Batch trailer, season three, final season, uh, launched this week. What do you did you guys get a chance to look at it?
2: I did. Yeah, I mean, it looks good. It looks it looks like what I'm expecting from the Bad Batch. I didn't realize this was going to be the last season until obviously the trailer. Um, but, you know, I, I didn't think it had a, a lot. I mean, it didn't have longevity. It wasn't going to be around forever. So,
0: Josh, where are the opposite ends of the spectrum on Dave Filoni? What, what, what's what? What's your deal with him?
1: I just, yeah, I don't really care. I mean, I feel like his stories are repetitive or flat, one-note characters. and just There's just nothing new and exciting about most of what he does, for me anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. I just feel he gets Star Wars better than like anybody else at Disney. I guess that's where I'm at.
1: I think Favreau does it so much better.
0: I think he's a better director for sure. I mean, he's got the chops and I I think Filoni will get there, but I, it's really like the idea of where he takes the lore and brings that kind of stuff around where I don't think anybody else kind of has the heart at Disney to do that. I mean, Favreau has the heart, but I don't think he has the Lucas Mm -hmm. and that's why I kind of dig... Where, like I trust Filoni in that he's going to at least take it down a path that I think is a good one. Whether he executes the... Maybe getting the actors or the characters maybe a little more fleshed out. Like, I mean, he had, what, 13 years of flesh out Ahsoka? So he has had plenty of time with that character. But.
1: Right. I also want to see him do something different than relying on the animated characters, mm-hmm. whether it's you know bringing them into live action or whatever, but do something beyond that to just... Feels like
0: he just leans really hard into it. Uh, that's fair, completely mm-hmm. fair. It'd be, it'd be nice to see what he did if uh, from Star Wars from a different direct different um, era.
2: Mm-hmm. But for the yeah. Bad
0: Batch preview, I kind of—I mean, yes, they're bringing Asajj Ventress back. It's like, okay, well, I thought she died in a book, so um, somehow Asajj returned. Returned. Um, <laughs> but they can say the books are canon all all day long, but they never really are. Even until they they're not. Yeah.
2: That's my problem, and that's what I've always said. They are until they're not. But she is, you know, a a dark side user, and we've already established with uh, Palpatine coming back, and what was a Plagius, Darth Plagius as well. You know, coming back from the dead is something that the dark side has always been focused on. She
0: wasn't dark side at the end of her career. She was cast out by Dooku. She kind of went to the middle almost like Ahsoka did. That's the interesting thing about her character. She's not a Sith in this No 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 I know she's not a Sith but yeah.
2: she's a night witch, right?
0: She went to Dathomir, but that was but she died. I didn't read the book, but apparently she died under like Dooku killed her in, in a book. I didn't read that book though.
2: No. Hey, if Maul can come back, massage can come back, right? Palpatine can come back. Anyone can come
0: back. Except for uh Samuel L. Jackson apparently. Yeah. He, just gets, he gets thrown out of a window and dies. Nobody else gets stabbed with lightsabers and can come right back, cut in half, and come right back, but not, not Sammy. I
2: mean, so, like I said, going back to the Bad Batch, uh, I I have to admit, I, I will watch it. I like Bad Batch, yeah. But like Josh, I I don't think, I, I didn't intentionally stop watching season two, but I know I haven't finished season two. I think I have an episode of two left, and it's really? one of those things where I was like, Oh, yeah, I got to finish that at some point.
0: The problem is season, yeah, season two had too many filler episodes, like just out of the blue that never came back around. But like any typical animated series for Star Wars, it's like the last two episodes are always fantastic. Those are the two I have not watched yet.
2: So Yeah,
0: you should watch them after, <clears throat> you, dare, after you watch Daredevil.
2: Season three? Okay, season
0: three. deal. Josh, have you seen Daredevil season three, our ongoing feud here? Of course I have. And what are your thoughts on that? Give my great.
2: I'm sure it is. It's just one of those oversights that I fully intend to going back to rectify. I I think it was about a year ago now where I finally sat down and watched episode one of season season three and made a big deal about it. And I
1: still didn't finish. Well, I just realized the other day I never watched the last season of
0: Jessica Jones either. Oh, that's really good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, I don't think I have either. The third season. Yeah. There's
0: three.
1: There's three. Yeah. Yeah. See, I've got much to make up.
0: Did you watch all of, uh, um, Luke Cage? I did two seasons. I didn't like the end of the season two. I was like, they better no. rectify this.
1: Yeah, I was hoping for a third one to kind of fix things a bit, but
0: yeah, that didn't happen. Maybe it will, though. Maybe. Maybe it will. All right. In other news. I know uh, this is no surprise. Uh, Madam Webb is not tracking very well. Uh, what? <laughs> in the scope of pre sales. I
2: don't know. Josh, are you excited about this
1: movie in any way, shape, or form? About as excited as I was for Morbius or Craven <laughs> coming out. And so, or either of the Venom movies, no. <laughs> I, admit, I I saw the first Venom movie, it was
2: fine. It wasn't great. I don't understand how it made, like, what, three quarters of a billion
1: dollars? I don't either. I say it's the best comic book movie of 2003. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it felt like. One of those old ones. Yeah, older ones before Before the MCU took effect.
0: Yeah, for sure. And the sequel was terrible.
1: I saw about ten minutes of it a couple, week or two ago on TV, and I'm like, I, I'm done.
0: <laughs> You're stronger than I am. I usually just get through the shit and, <clears throat> and try and... Uh, I don't know, talk about it here. But, you know, I think. Yeah, you've at least watched uh, Morbius. I did. At the I, theater. I went and saw it. Michelle and I went and saw it at the movie theater.
2: Oh, my God. I'm sorry for you and Michelle.
0: Well, you didn't know at the time. We were there first. We were there first week. We didn't know it was going to be that horrible.
2: I still have not watched it.
0: Yeah, you're fine. Me neither. You're fine.
2: <laughs> I would, yeah. 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 But yeah, Madam Webb, I mean, I'm sorry, the character in the comics is nothing really like what they're showing on screen. She's an old woman that's kind of like this seer. She is not Dakota Johnson. Which, and now they're going to shoehorn in a bunch of these other spider type people. I don't know. Sony is grasping, I get it, they're basically trying to piggyback off the MCU. But even the MCU is struggling now, and Sony is throwing everything at the wall. I admit, at least the Craven trailer looks interesting. And Sony took a risk there. They're going, you know, for the R, kind of like Deadpool. Going for the action. Now, if it stays an R when it finally comes out, we'll see. But nobody, but nobody is clamoring for a Madam Web film. You know, no. Venom has his fans. There are rabid Venom fans, no question. You know, there are Craven the Hunter fans. And I'll even give you, there are probably some Morbius fans. Not a lot. certainly not enough to support a movie. But even there, you're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel. And I, I can assure you, there are very, very few Madame Web fans that are like, yes, give me this movie.
0: Well, how many Blue Beetle fans were there? I haven't seen that yet.
2: You know, I still haven't seen it, uh, so I can't comment. But at least I heard the buzz. For people who did see it, said so it's actually pretty decent. Have you seen it, Josh? I have not, not yet.
1: It's on my long list of things to watch. Same.
0: Josh, you lean towards Marvel side, DC side? I don't know much uh, on, on your end, but what, oh. what do you what do you kind of? Marvel, for sure, man. Marvel.
1: <clears throat>
0: yeah. The only two
1: DC movies I've really liked were the Shazam movies, just because they were basically DC's version of a Marvel movie, and they're fun. Like they the first one, that's first why they had a lot, had a lot of fun. They yeah, had yeah. color to them. Yeah, for sure yes and I've always been a fan of uh,
0: Zachary Levi since Chuck that's fair yeah that's fair. Yep. yeah Chuck was a good show damn good show um, yeah it's a shame that that you know there it, it, it's gone too far I think there is definitely superhero fatigue right now um, there's gonna they're gonna need a break uh, on some things uh, that being said though if it's a good story people will Go to it because nobody was clamoring for a Barbie movie.
2: Exactly. If the story is strong, it can carry a lot. And now, obviously, Barbie kind of you know had this you know meta kind of uh, commentary on society and whatnot. I'm not thinking Madame Web has that. It's literally, hey, we own this property. These are a bunch of Spider-Man type characters. Let's let's throw them out there and see what happens. Right. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be this way. I mean, the Spider-Man does have a fantastic Rogue's Gallery. Yes, there's the Vulture. But, you know, you have, what, the Sinister Six. They could bring them all together, which I know Sony had planned on doing at one point previously, uh, before, you know, they jumped on Marvel's back. Before they wanted to make money? Right. Right. Well, you know, they did the Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, and there was a huge, huge Easter egg that Within Amazing Spider-Man Two, that they were
0: going to do a Six, right, or Sinister Six, or whichever Sinister
2: Six, and obviously that didn't come to fruition.
0: Those movies aren't that bad. Like they were just on, I don't know, TBS or something over the weekend. I was cleaning and threw them on there. Um, uh, You know, the Gwen Stacy story was was wasn't that bad. Was it? They were were pretty good movies. Just a little darker for Spider-Man. He didn't have that. He he was just like more depressed. Uh, as a character. And I think that's, you know, the Tom Holland version and uh, when he's talking to them all the time, like from civil war to me, is like always a perfect Spider-Man. Like that was yes. just the perfect entry of Spider-Man, the way he talked to everybody else as a kid. it just, I, I really dug that. Agreed. So,
2: but yeah, again, nobody is saying, Oh man, give us, give us Spider-Woman, give us uh, Aranya, give us, I mean, these are fine Spider characters, and done properly, they could possibly spin off later if they showed up, well, they probably wants to show up in a Spider-Man film, because Marvel makes them, Sony releases them. But I don't know, maybe introduce them in these Spider-Man animated movies, get some buzz there. I mean, look, look at the Sony animated, uh, Ghost Spider or Spider-Gwen, whatever you want to call her. She was a standout in the two movies that have been out. In fact, Mm -hmm. the second movie, they started with her. And I thought that was pretty bold of Sony animation. You don't, you didn't jump right back in to your main character. You went to this other character and the first 10 minutes of the movie are all her. And then it loops back in. If Sony, you know, wanted to do a, you know, real life picture with Spider-Gwen after these three Sony animated films, they could probably do it. There's enough interest in the character. This is not the way to do it. So I know we're kind of beating the dead horse.
0: No, that's okay. So you're not gonna go see it uh, when it comes out in the first <clears throat> first weekend, Michael. Was that what you're no. about? <laughs> <laughs> not many people are, that's the problem. It's that's tracking funny. poorly. That's funny. That's funny. Any other news, Michael, that you know of that I did not put in here that you want that to bring up? No, it's kind of a quiet week. Like
2: everyone kind of spilled their load the first couple weeks weeks or so of January, everyone, you know, I, I get it. There was award season coming up and, you know, the, the strikes were done. The holidays were done. Let's kind of blast everyone with news, all this stuff. And then this last week was kind of quiet.
0: What about, what about the uh, Oscar snub at the Barbie Oscar snub when Ken gets uh, the, the nod for, for, you know, supporting actor, but uh, or Ryan Gosling, obviously, but Margo and Greta just no, nothing. The women got nothing.
2: Well, isn't that the whole point of the Barbie
0: movie? Oh, yeah, but I mean... That's what I'm saying. Are they are they that... I guess, are they that oblivious? <laughs> Apparently.
2: <laughs> I mean, there is no Ken without Barbie. But, you know, not saying that it's right in any way, shape, or form, but you see this happen once in a while. The voters get split. Only so many people... Can get nominated. Uh, Walk the Line, which obviously is not a comic book movie in any way she performed. But the Johnny Cash movie, the biopic. Uh, you know, uh, Joaquin did not get nominated. Mm-mm. But uh, Sweet Home Alabama did. Yeah. What's her name? I can't remember my name. talking about it. You know uh-huh. who am she talking about. True. Yes. So, Reese got the nom. And I think she won, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember. It's unfortunate, but yes, Joaquin probably should have been nominated too. But sometimes it doesn't. The cookie doesn't crumble that way. I mean, they were nominated.
0: Greta was nominated for script and then the best picture, uh, just not for director. But I think she should have been, at least for director. I, I'll go. I mean, I like the movie. I don't know if it's an Oscar movie. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. It's 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 a good movie. Is it an Oscar worthy? I don't think so. There's great commentary on culture. It's not like it was the most greatest formed film. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know. It was fine effects and it, I don't know. But everything, everywhere, all at once, was. I think it was totally different. I don't know. I what? Apparently, it won. It's, well, it's, right. just, it's just my opinion. Uh, you know. Um, saying, and that was a, that, and that was a much different kind of film it was, it was edited different It was way different this is not like i understand but there's no nothing breaking in this movie like groundbreaking
2: well they did take a toy movie and then you know which could have been really super surface level like the gi joe films
0: it's a great film i'm just saying i don't know if it's an oscar film that's all isn't that what an oscar film is Is a great film No, not necessarily. No, there's a plenty of films that have won that are not great films. Like fucking, there are
2: there are also plenty of films. Let's let's face it. um, The Shawshank Redemption, yeah, did not win Best Picture, and a lot of people say that's one of the greatest movies of all time. So it happens. I'm just trying. I'm playing a little bit of devil's advocate here. Uh, The Oscars definitely have a bias against comedies.
0: Mm, They have a bias against. Science fiction and anything comedy. I mean, not necessarily not necessarily about comedies, but yeah, that's also a that doesn't seem to win a lot comedies. I don't think I don't think a comedy has ever won Best Picture.
2: Ooh, I don't know. We'll look into that. We'll come back next episode. I don't think so. It's there's this old joke. Uh, did you ever guys ever watch that TV show Extras? yeah, yep. on HBO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there is this episode with, um, oh, what's her name? I now I'm drawing a blank. The woman from Titanic, um, uh, Kate Winslet. Thank you, Kate Winslet. Thank you. I'm brain fart here. Uh, where she's filming a movie, you know, in extras, and uh, she's she's talking to the extras and stuff, and she's like, she's Oscar baiting. She's playing a nun in a World War II Nazi movie, and she's like, if you want to win an Oscar. <laughs> you gotta either, you know be like some kind of cognitively impaired or be in a movie with Nazis. And then literally a couple of years later, she won an Oscar for being what <laughs> a former Nazi uh, guard. So the reason I bring that up is because it seems if you're not, uh, you know <laughs> cognitively impaired character or in something super, super serious that's dark and people die, uh, like the Revenant or something like that, you're not going to get best picture. Right. It's always the dramas. So. Right. That's
0: all. Well, I mean, I believe, uh, and I'm looking this up, um, like they've won like screenplays and things, but not necessarily.
2: Not Best picture.
0: Best picture. Uh, um, a lot have been nominated. Like I'm looking up a thing here, but uh, yeah, yeah, maybe not. Except for wait, they have Annie Hall on here. That one yeah. best picture.
2: Okay, is that the exception that proves the rule, though?
0: Uh, I don't know if that's a pure comedy, though. I mean, exactly.
2: I not that Barbie is either, though. No, true. So I again. Mean, I'm just playing devil's advocate
0: here. Yeah, good, 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 good talk. Good talk. <laughs> <laughs> good podcasting, guys. Um, all right, let's jump into our geek this week. Michael, why don't you lead this time since I did last time?
2: Well, as I mentioned last week, I was—I've been trying to catch up, not catch up, but stay on top of reading. Uh, every year, I do the Goodreads, uh, you know, your year in books, and I always put a target up. This year I think I put 45 because last year I put 45 and only got to 22. And a lot of that is trades. I do read some novels too. So just in this last week, I have read Star Trek Volume 1 uh, God Shock um, which was pimped by our friend of the podcast or at least guest of the podcast uh, Heather Antos. She edited that book. I told her i eventually check it out. I had it here. I finally read it. It was okay. (laughs) Uh, Don't blame Heather. No, it's not her fault. Um, It's not a bad book. It was, uh, I don't know, it just took a lot of shortcuts, I thought. Anyway, so I read Star Trek, like I said, Volume 1, God Shock. I also read uh, The Authority Revolution, which actually is just called, the book now is just called The Authority by Ed Brubaker and Dustin Nguyen, but it's a... Collection of the 12-issue maxi-series Authority the Revolution from the early 2000s. I read it way back then, have not read it since, so it's been almost 20 years. I grabbed it on sale and tore through it. God, it was so good. I missed the authority. And then uh, last but not least, I am currently in the midst of Red Lanterns, Volume 1, Blood and Rage. Good. That's my geek this week. How about you, Joe?
0: Um, I had the great opportunity to watch uh (laughs) aquaman the lost kingdom like you went to the theater no i i found a way to watch it ah understood i thought you
2: saw it over christmas you didn't see it then i didn't get
0: a chance to go see it we were too busy um fair Fair enough. enough uh it's fine it's you know got problems it's fun but it just was a, it's just such a trickle end to the DCEU or whatever DCU uh, yeah. Snyder, whatever the hell it was that, that whole era. And, and and now in my mind, I'm like, just wipe it all clean. I don't want any actors from the old, I don't want anybody from that era in any of it, including Wonder Woman, just start over. Like, I don't want anybody after watching that, just wipe it clean, start over, do something different. Um, the movie's fine. It's fun. It's not very uh, memorable. It's there's a lot of tropes from other films. Um, I don't know if Josh, have you seen it? Enough?
1: I haven't even seen the first one. That's one of the few DC movies I
0: haven't seen yet. The first one's a good movie. It, it's truly a fun, good movie. Um, look, yeah, the, the, that was one. Uh, that was one of our early episodes, Joe. We went on yeah. a man
2: date and saw the yeah. movie. And I am not an Aquaman fan by any means.
0: No, he hates Aquaman.
2: But Um, I really like that first movie. I'm
1: pretty indifferent indifferent to Aquaman, and he just didn't do anything for me in Justice League. I kept calling him Aqua Bro.
0: Yeah, and that's a little (laughs) part of the problem. That's a little part of the problem in this one. Um, he's a little too bro-y. He's actually more Jason Momoa than maybe what Aquaman should be put it that way in this, and that's fine. He's a good good guy. But um, there's a whole idea of you know getting along with family. That's nice and. Um, if you read it, some of the Aquaman comic books, it ends – I'll not spoil it for you. It ends with basically Atlantis showing themselves to planet Earth, to the rest of the people, which in the comics is kind of the beginning in some of Aquaman's, you know, where he's the ambassador of both worlds and he, it kind of comes to that that fruition. Black Manta is the, the um, antagonist and he's good. Like I like that character. It's a good character he wants his revenge and his family he kind of makes a deal with the devil that which is the lost kingdom and it's the the evil kingdom it's like a sauron type character so it's like they really took a lot of lord of the rings stuff from there like jesus almost the same yeah there's a lot of ripped off tropes um but then you know there's a lot of self poking at aquaman like talking to fish yeah i talked to fish so what you know like that kind of thing and he gets on his giant seahorse, um, and they make it work. Um, so, like they—they they re- like I like that they lean into it, like at least lean into it and, and, and own it, which is pretty fun. Um, we've got uh, um, Django Fett is in there. So, uh Boba Fett, uh, he plays what's his yeah. name? Sam <laughs> Morrison's his dad, right? Yeah, it's his dad. He's he's in it again. Um, Johnny Depp's ex-wife is still in it. They cut the hell out of her scenes, you can tell. Um, really minimize that character. It's fine. It's just, it's just such a reminder at how poorly the DCEU really tried to get through what they did and, and, and had such a – if you think about it, they had such an opportunity when, when superhero movies were kind of at its peak, and now I think there's you know, that fatigue – that I don't know, you know, James Gunn's got a pretty big hill to climb.
2: I think he's the guy to do it. I mean, there's got to be a challenge, no question, but.
0: He may do it, but will people be ready? Like, are people be tired of it by the time he gets there? Like, give me, we, I mean, we don't even want to see any, you know.
2: Right. Well, you're right. It's at that point where the like, theaters, it has to be some kind of major event. Otherwise, people don't go anymore. Sorry, Josh, I think you were going to say something
1: the same time, people were talking about superhero fatigue, and then Guardians of the Galaxy three comes out and does crazy money still. Exactly, he, James Gunn can still do that kind of thing,
2: mm-hmm. and with a
1: character like Superman, if it's not nothing but wall-to-wall jokes, I think it'll work.
0: Yeah, he, I, he's got a lot writing on that. I mean, Superman's the character, right? He's got a ton writing it, and, but you also have these other side note things for DC, like the, as she did pretty well, like the Batman was a good movie three hour, like that's very good um and the joker coming out again the sequel like that's those are so different that um it's not about selling toys you know uh those movies for sure and then you get the penguin series coming out on max which looks interesting right um, so there's a they, they've got like these nuggets of really good stuff but they could never find that connective tissue uh to do it right in. um I don't know. And Marvel's now paying the price. We'll get to that later of, of some some bad stuff.
2: That said, though, Joe, you, you made a good point. Yeah, they're doing some quality stuff, but they're not as connected. Like, the Batman is in another universe and may not even be, it sounds like it's not even the same universe as the Joker. And we know... No, no different of,
0: times, right?
2: Exactly. And we also know that you know, when they do the brave and the bold, it's going to be the DCU Batman, so the same the Batman that's going to be in the same universe as Superman, but that's not the same as Pattinson the Batman, right? So, are people going to get confused by that? It's possible. I mean, I remember people asking me, you know, when the Force Awakens came out and then Rogue One came out, people are like, "Wait a sec, so when does this take place?" Is this? I, I watched it and I didn't see Ray. Now I get it, we're all geeks here. We know the differences. We knew you know, when the timelines are, blah, blah, blah. But some, you know, casual fans like, oh, Star Wars cool, let's go see it. And like, I have no idea what's going on. What's so is that gonna happen here? Like, oh, wait a sec. Robert Pattinson is the Batman. I've seen two of his films. Who's this guy? So they're fantastic. And maybe that's the way mm-hmm. DC needs, you know, the DCU needs to go, not to copy Marvel and just decide we're going to do quality films, and if they connect, cool, but we're not going to force it. Well, they've that.
0: already decided to copy Marvel. With James Gunn's hiring, to bring a connective tissue and a Justice League. They've already yeah. made that decision.
1: Yeah,
2: but they are still going to keep the Batman separate, and the
0: Joker it, separate. Yeah, because it made a ton of money. Right.
1: <laughs> at the same time, we also already had three Batmans at the same time, with the, in the two of them in the Flash, and then we had Pattinson. Yeah. Well, yeah. three of them in the Flash, technically, but
0: yeah, and the Flash wasn't horrible. It was a fun movie. Um, it had
1: its problems, but uh, yeah, it was yeah. it was fun.
0: Yeah, definitely no, problems.
2: Yeah. No, definitely problems. The biggest was probably Ezra Miller.
0: But well, he wasn't the problem in the film. He was a no. problem outside the film. Exactly, um, I'll keep that separate. But he exactly. was not. He was not the film's fault in terms of the story as an actor and in that that wasn't no. He, he I think well he did a
2: fantastic job. I thought. Yeah, they they did a fantastic job. My yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, Aquaman. Maybe you want to watch it, Michael, simply because of the first one. It's it's worth it. It's there's some fun, but you can. I just had that. Thank God it's over. Like, do something interesting, James Gunn. Like, don't bring anyone back. Forget that. Like, no one. New Wonder Woman. Everything. Just cut it. Cleanse the palate. Yes. Fair enough. Bring Green, best. bring Green Arrow and Green Lantern back. Somehow. We're still going to do that Green Lantern core series, aren't they? I don't know.
2: I thought that was still coming.
1: We'll, we'll find see. out. We'll see. Josh, what about you? you? Got anything this week you want to talk about? Um, just looking at what I had. Um, I know you guys don't buy single comics, single issues anymore, right? Yeah, the I could dig- keep up. Yeah. yeah. Well, Sometimes last- digitally. Sorry, last week they just released a new James Bond comic. Actually, oh. written by Garth Ennis. Shut up! Yeah, <laughs> don't tell
2: our guests to shut
0: up. No, I'm sorry.
1: You know what I mean. No, it's what? It's it's good. It's pretty standard James Bond type of thing. There's just a little bit of that over the top Garth Ennisness to it. Right. But yeah, so first issue, it's a good start. Uh, who's putting that out? Was it? Dynamite or Boom? I can't remember who's got the license for it. Okay,
2: that's uh, that's actually really interesting because Ennis, yes, he can go over the top. We all know this. Oh, yeah. But he also writes fantastic war comics.
1: Oh, yeah. Have you read his Punisher? Oh, yes. The, the Vietnam miniseries, Born?
2: Yes, Born's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the last one he did, which was just a couple of years ago, a few years ago now,
1: Soviet. Did you oh, read yeah. that? Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge Punisher fan, so yeah, I've read it. Yep,
2: yep. Yep. And I mean, uh, he's done some other things too. He did uh, for um, he did that series. Uh, I can't remember the publisher off the top of my head, but he did 303, which was basically about a 303 Enfield in Afghanistan and a guy that had it. And I, I or what is the other one? The one he did for um, uh, TKO Studios, uh, Sarah,
1: I think it's called. It's about a uh, I got that digitally for like a dollar or so two on Amazon once. I haven't read it yet. It's so good. Like, I have a friend who,
2: he would only read Garth Ennis' Punisher Comics. And mm-hmm. I said, if you like that, read Sarah. He bought it. And he's like, that was one of the best things I've ever read. It's mm-hmm. so good. So he does a really good job with, you know, like I said, War Comics and Obviously. He can go over the top, no question. But so this marriage of what he's good at with you, know, like I said, you can go over the top, but you can write these great, great military books. And then you take you know, James Bond, who, mm-hmm. depending on what history you're talking about, does have a military background to get to the MI6. You've piqued my
1: interest. I'm going to look for that trade. Yeah. yeah the first issue is off to a good start. Awesome. That sounds fantastic. I had no idea. Yeah. Nice. I didn't know it was coming until like the day before it came out.
2: That's so cool. Yep.
1: Um, the other thing, oh, I picked up the uh, recently the third of the uh, trilogy of Star Wars books, the A Certain Point of View. Oh yeah, those are good. Yeah, I've I've read most of the first one. I still haven't read the other two, but I've got all three now. I'm looking forward to them because I used to love those like tales of from Jabba's Palace books back in the day, and tales of the tales from the Cantina, and so I love those short story books that are kind of between the lines of the movie.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Those are fun little things, you know, the different perspectives of what's happening along the timeline and what character is kind of like observing. And, um, it's kind of fun. I, I, I got through halfway through the empire strikes back version. And then I, I have it digitally, uh, for return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And too, so, you know, those are fun, fun little things. I,
1: mean, I don't, great. I don't get a whole lot of time to watch too much anymore. Cause I've, you know, got a, I've got a four year old. Oh, wow. So unless oh. you, uh, count spidey and his amazing friends yeah. show. she loves that but but no i you know i work and we pick her up from daycare the dinner she plays she goes to bed then i fall asleep in the chair half the time <laughs> so you know hey, you well, when they were that young how hard it is to
2: oh yeah you know, well
1: when x-men 97
2: comes out maybe she'll be into that
1: maybe Maybe. We watched the two Toy Story movies this past yeah, the last couple days, and she loved those. She got a little scared a little bit at the SIDS uh, toys, but but she wanted to watch the third one right away. So I'm getting her into that stuff, and that's right. Parenting, <laughs> you're doing it right.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, though. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. very awesome.
1: That's, um, I think that's about it that I really have this week. So that's cool.
0: Oh, I'm cool. looking up that comic soon. Hey, now's the time that we talk Patreon. Um, if you want to check out our Patreon page, check it out at patreon.com slash kybercast. We'd like to help out the show. Uh, it does go to you know making all this thing work and our wonderful software that Josh could attest to on how easy it is to work. Um, <laughs> uh, no, we appreciate it. Um, no pressures, though. We, we do this show for fun. But if you want to check it out, go to patreon.com slash Cast. All right, let's jump into our main topic this week. Uh, I think we've all finished the Echo Series. Josh, you said you, you mentioned that you finished it um, today. I did. We, talk, we talked a little bit last week on the 200th episode, not much. Uh, now, I'll just start it off by saying expectations were low when I first uh, started watching the show. Um, but I, at, by the time I got to the fifth episode, it, to me, it was just a long movie. Mm-hmm. So I didn't look at it as like it's gonna be a big series and they gave it all at once. It's just like, you know, you can piece this together and, and and watch it all at once. And I thought it was really good. I mean, it's 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 getting a lot of uh negative press uh, and saying that it's bad, but I, I, I thought it was fairly good for what it I maybe because my expectations were so low. Um but my overall to begin with, I thought it was pretty good. What did you guys think?
1: I'll let Josh go. I enjoyed it. It was didn't break anything, new ground really, you know, but I liked that more. Take a step back, a little more street level, slightly more realistic mm-hmm. take to it. But while most of the actors were pretty good. I mean, I wasn't impressed with Echo in the Hawkeye show, but she was good in here. Yeah.
2: I agree. Well, I think I said last week, and I'll reiterate ever so briefly here. When they released every episode, my initial reaction was, they're dumping it. It's going to be shit. So maybe I went into it with lowered expectations as well. Um, Shaley and I watched that first episode. And I was like, that was pretty good. Now, mm-hmm. admittedly, that first episode is set up for the entire series. We get to see Fisk. We get to see Daredevil. We get to have a badass fight scene. I was there for all of it. And in fact, if, uh, Born Again is going to be anything like that first episode of those fight scenes. I'm here for it. Yeah.
0: Boy, you should probably see uh, season three then.
2: Yeah? You think I'll like that, Joe? You might like it. Is that season three of Daredevil then? Yeah. Okay, I'll look into that. But joking aside, um, yeah, Echo was fine in Hawkeye. I didn't really see any need to spin her off into her own show from what little we saw of her. In, I mean, yes, I know she was a character in uh, Hawkeye, but they didn't focus on her entirely. She was interesting, but I, I didn't think, right. oh, well, we need a whole five episodes on this. Right. But I got invested, and I thought these five episodes were very good. Like both of you had said, it didn't break any new ground, as Joe said last week. It's, it's the standard... Oh, I went to the big city and then I'm coming back to town to kind of get away from trouble. We've seen that in countless movies and TV TV shows. shows. So that's not original. But if the story's good, it doesn't matter if you've done the same story before. It's how you tell that story. So was it the best Marvel show I've seen? No. Was it the best I've seen probably since season one of Hawkeye? or maybe even Loki. It's up there. I mean, I liked it. Joey, you look like you're chewing on that.
0: I was trying to say, best sense, because you were such a Loki guy, I'm surprised that you even put it there.
2: I, I still liked... And maybe it's because, okay, I liked season two of Loki quite a bit. Season one, I think, is the best Marvel series yet.
0: I don't think anything's beat... Um, the very first thing they put out,
2: uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier.
0: No, no, um, WandaVision, WandaVision,
2: WandaVision. I don't know. I, I don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed WandaVision, but it was good that they released those first three episodes immediately. Because those first two, if you just did week to week, week you are going to lose people like crazy. For those sure, first, those first two, they're important. And in, in retrospect, now that you watch it, and go, okay, it makes sense. You have to go through it to understand the show, right? That's fine. But if they had done one, like people would be like, "What the hell did I just watch?" I, I still, I, I still think one division is great. For me, the pinnacle is Loki. I really like Loki season two, but maybe this was because this was a little bit of a breath of fresh air. Like we didn't know everything that was coming. I get that Echo has been a character in the comics for a long time at this point, but. I don't know. There are still callbacks, you know, there are still references to other things, but like, this is part of the new Marvel spotlight, right?
0: Well, that's what they call it, but I mean, it's still canon, I would assume.
2: Yes, it's still canon, but the kind of point is, it's it's a little bit darker, it's a little bit more adult, but also, it's less continuity heavy, and maybe that's what Marvel should be doing, is these, not necessarily self-contained, but Maybe let's focus on the quality. Let's tell our story here, Mm -hmm. not necessarily worry how it's going to connect into everything else and fit into this mold. Maybe that's why I liked it.
0: Where do you think it lands, Josh, in the uh, pantheon of Marvel streaming TV shows? Mm.
1: It's not top tier, but definitely not bottom either. It's, Way above Secret Invasion, which it was such a missed opportunity. Yeah, oh, what a shame. Start. I even like She-Hulk because it was just fun, but but I still think like WandaVision, Loki, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Hawkeye were above this. So it's kind of right there in the middle.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, look, God, I'm a big Wilson with Fisk. Connofrio,
1: without him, the show would have been yeah,
0: oh. horrible. He's just incredible to watch. And I think you, you took the words right of my mouth. If it wasn't, you could just stare at him and the way he plays that character, you are just drawn in because you don't know what he's going to do. The tension in a room when he's in, because you don't know if he's going to break or not. Like if he's going to just lose it. Um, yes. It's, it's incredible. Now let's give credit where credit is due. It's it's hard. You, know, you have a deaf character. So like they've got to play around. How do you, how do you, I'm not gonna say that you can't make it interesting, but it's a, it's a different way of communication that we have to watch somebody go through, and that changes the dynamic on a, on a show. Which I thought they did a great job of of working with that, um, like that whole technology that Wilson Fisk had, like of doing the sign language digitally for him. Which that's actually pretty interesting in the world in the real world. If they had that, like it's interesting. That's where science fiction goes. Wait, why don't we have that? We have this stupid. Apple thing that's coming out or whatever and we should be thinking of things like that. That's a brilliant idea. Um, But having having D'Onofrio carry that my worry though is did they soften him at the end or not? I
2: don't think so. Do you think so, Josh?
0: Did you see the post-credits scene? Yeah, yeah. I saw the post credit. He doesn't mean seem meaner but, I mean, did is he changed now that she oh. did the healing thing, which, is that a weakening, like, what I don't want is, like, Professor Hulk for F- Wilson Fisk. I can't stand Professor Hulk. It's the stupidest <laughs> fucking thing ever. Fisk. I don't have a problem with it. It's so stupid. It's just stupid. You um, go either way with it. I feel like she
1: tried to soften him, but I don't know if it worked. I think it's going to have to be a wait and see for Daredevil to see how that plays out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was kind of ambiguous there.
0: It's it's as if Batman caught the people that the guy that killed his mom and dad, then he wouldn't be Batman anymore because he got his justice mm-hmm. kind of thing.
2: Well, they've done that in the comics. He's he's caught Joe Chill before.
0: Yeah, I know, but I'm saying that's the thrust of that's that's the psycho psychology of the character.
2: I get it. I think I don't know. I. I think they showed in that scene in the bedroom with the white wall that he was too far broken. And he basically told her, you "You can't fix me, right? So I get that that's her power. Well, he said, what did you do? Like something happened. Something changed him. Something happened. But I I don't think it fundamentally changed him. Right. I think Wilson Fisk is going to be Wilson Fisk. Maybe, if anything, it made him maybe not smarter, but even more mischievous. I mean, before, he tried to influence things through his company and influence politics through his money in the background. And obviously, what they're leaning towards is he's going to be running for mayor of New York City. And, you know, he's 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 decided why not just be out front about it right if why lurk in the shadows to get the power just get the power just get the power so but i don't think i don't think he's become soft at all okay i could be wrong but we don't know i think he's far too tainted
0: we don't know but his motivation might be different who knows
2: yeah i could see that i could see his motivation being different. Maybe it's more that maybe she did change something in, him and then he realized that you know outright violence is not the answer, and that's why he's going the mayor route. Right. But again, that'll all be revealed when we see what happens in Daredevil Born Again. If they show him with bloody fists again, taking care of people on his own, okay, then nothing changed. Right. But then the question is. If you're the guy that pulls the trigger or beats the person to death or the person that orders it to be done, are your hands actually any less dirty? Yeah, I don't know. Well, uh, according to uh, Charles Manson, no. You're just as good.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
2: Well, no, I mean, he's in jail. Literally, I mean, to bring it back to real world, Manson was in jail. He never actually pulled the (laughs) trigger, slit in one's throat, or did anything but he commanded people to do it. So he was just as guilty. So uh, my question is, if even if the Kingpin is not as physically violent as we've seen him before, he's obviously, uh, I wouldn't say he's a saint now. And his reason for wanting to become mayor of New York is not for altruistic reasons. He wants that power and he's going to get rid of his competition. And it's going to be violent. He might not be punching him in the face. Or slamming their heads into doors. But if he's making it happen, is he any better?
1: Yeah, I don't
0: know. Good, good, good question. It's
1: possible she like cracked him so he now sees his vulnerabilities and he knows not to let any, anyone get close anymore and get more ruthless later. That's a great insight. That's yeah. a really good insight.
0: Is anybody upset like I am? Like At least show how he survived a gunshot to the face. Does it matter? Uh, it's point blank. Come on.
1: Yeah, it felt a little convenient that it just grazed, basically grazed his eye. But
0: yeah, she's not blind; she's deaf. Like she mm-hmm. was two feet away. Like, help me understand what happened.
1: And I, she thought she thought she killed him, and right. she, I think she would know if she missed him. <laughs> just exactly. just missed him. right in the center of his head. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. She knows how to make a kill shot. That's made abundantly clear this episode. That said, I, I, they basically retconned it. It's not that much different
0: from... Um, well, the they didn't last... retcon anything. They just didn't show us anything. Well, they never showed his dead body. That's true. That's true. They didn't retcon anything. They just didn't show. They didn't explain it.
2: It's Okay, but it's not all that much different from at the end of... Um, the Last Jedi, and then later in The Rise of Skywalker.
0: Why do you have to bring those up? I was fine.
2: Because Kylo, is. It, do I have the right two movies where he, he basically takes a lightsaber to the face, right? And has a terrible scar, but in the next movie they move
0: the scar, so it's not as bad. Well, they glanced it. He, he didn't take it, like, you know, didn't cut into his skull. It was a, a thing. I
2: don't know. Superheated plasma right close to the face is going to hurt.
0: Dude, uh, Finn had a le- uh, all up the back. That's true. And then he's in a back to tank for twenty minutes because fucking Ryan Johnson picked up the next movie twenty minutes later, and he's out going, Ray. Right. Yeah.
2: The, the point is, sometimes to get a ending that grab people, they'll take things too far, then realize, well, next. When they got to tell the next part of the story, they're like, "Well, maybe he shouldn't be quite that hurt.
0: I would have liked an explanation like, well, I don't know Wilson Fix's history between when he killed his dad and how he became a kingpin. Something as simple as like, he had his skull cracked at one time and they replaced this area with fucking vibranium skull to keep him and then it just ricocheted off that. That would have been enough for me. Like he had surgery a while ago, and he had a vibranium like pieced his skull together right here, and I don't know, could have
2: been a great guy, yeah, right, yeah. Well, I think they also established, like, in the Daredevil series, he was just a big dude. When we saw him in Hawkeye, something more. He was ripping doors off cars and stuff like that. Yeah, that could easily be explained too. He's got some version or bastardization of the super soldier serum. That would help explain his strength and his um Yeah. His not invulnerability, but at least, you know, his ability to take
0: a bullet to the head and survive. I think they should have explained it. That's all. That's the only thing that that's fair missing that's out fair. of that. Now uh will Echo continue and will she be part of the universe going forward? Or is this it?
1: I think she might show up in the street level stuff. Maybe not, maybe not Daredevil or maybe an episode or two if it's going to be that long series like they planned. But I don't know if she's going to show up in like the movies or anything.
2: Yeah, I don't know if we see her in the films. But yeah, with, with Born Again being 18 episodes, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw her. I mean, yes, obviously Daredevil's the focus there, but that's a lot of episodes they got to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, you could also have like, you know, Daredevil showed up charlie cox showed up in spider-man spider-man could show up in daredevil
2: maybe
0: and maybe she could too i don't know who knows
2: i i think as much okay i'm with you joan that i've seen a fair amount of negative press on this show which again i don't get because i really enjoyed it um that said uh it has at least gotten a lot of Good press, in the fact that you have someone that's differently abled, mm-hmm. that is deaf, is from an indigenous uh, culture, uh, is an amputee, or maybe not sorry, non-amputee. We don't know exactly how she lost her leg, but she is at least you know she's got a prosthetic. Mm-hmm. So she she covers a lot of things there, and she's gotten you know there's been press on that good press about you know her saying you know she was so happy to take this role because. She never got to see anyone like this on screen, and there are people, there are fans that are coming through. Like I, this is, you know, I'm indigenous, and I, you know, I, I appreciate that she's in this. Or I'm deaf, and now we have our own superhero, and blah blah blah, or whatever she is. So, I would think it'd be really bad, Colin Marvel's part, if you take this person, you know, that, like I said, is indigenous, is female, you know, is, um, you know, has a prosthetic, all these things, is deaf. And then put them back in the box and we don't hear from them again.
0: I agree. Um, at the same time, if we wiped out the Marvels, I'd be fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that- I will, enjoyed it. I just thought they diced it up so bad that it was just 90 minutes. It felt like there was so much left on the cutting room floor that it could have made it a better movie.
0: Yeah. I feel like the same way. Like I, I watched, it, I was like, what, what did I just see? Just a bunch of stuff put together.
1: Like the whole musical planet was just didn't make any sense at all. No. But it's overall different. it was just fine. It was fun, but it was nothing I'm gonna go back to repeatedly. No, yeah,
0: I'll, I'll never watch that again. <laughs> <laughs> I could sit, I could start from the I could watch every movie from the first Iron Man all the way through to Endgame. And everything that was put out from the films, I would watch again. Everything, mm-hmm. including um, uh, Captain Marvel, because I really like the Captain Marvel movie. Um, everything past Endgame is hit and miss right now. Shang-Chi, to me, is still the best one out of all of it, personally. Uh, Michael's not with me on that, but uh, I liked it. But since Endgame, to me, that's the best movie that's been put out by Marvel.
2: I would say Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is the best they put out since
0: I don't consider that part of the next – I consider that Guardians of the Galaxy 3, and it's very – it's right up there. I'm talking in terms of trying to get the the story moving forward. That's a story ender of – That's fair. It's not part of – it's part of it, but not part of it, you know. Um, But I'm there with you. But to me, I don't know. We still got – no one's still talking about the fucking guy in the ocean right now that's – a celestial baby, the celestial thing, this giant celestial in the ocean. it's just nobody's talking about.
1: Well, nobody's ever mentioned the Eternals period since that movie came out.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's so weird. Mm-hmm. It's so weird.
2: Again, I watched it. That was fine too. I, I, I can't speak to Marvels. I have not seen it yet, and I fully intend when the day it hits Disney Plus, I'll watch it, and then Joe and I can argue.
0: There won't be anything to argue over. Trust me.
2: You you think I'm not going to like it?
0: I think it's going to be fine. And like I said, it's fine. It's 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 just it's innocuous. It means nothing. Nothing happens in it to do anything. The That's scrolls are more. The scrolls are more interesting than the marvels were. Like scrolls in the movie. Yeah.
2: Okay. I'm hoping they're more interesting than they were in Secret Invasion.
0: Well, I don't know about that. That's the problem. <laughs> oh, wow.
2: Wow. Awesome.
0: Which is a shame because I really like Captain Marvel. And I just think that they just kind of like it's kind of like in the She Hulk thing. Like Captain Marvel almost beat fucking Thanos by herself. And she's weak in this. I'm like, what? Are you, you turned her. Like. That's what really pissed me off. Michelle's like, well, you know, this other person who's fighting's got this. I go, I don't care. She almost beat Thanos. And now she can't beat this fucking throwaway villain that's in this. And just like the Hulk gets a jeep thrown at him. Like, he beat a fucking whale with a punch. A giant whale, space whale, with one punch, knocked it down, and he got hurt by a fucking jeep wrangler.
2: So Stop what you're it. saying is they nerfed Captain Marvel.
0: Yes! Maybe I'm wrong. Josh, what do you think? Do you, don't you think she got weaker?
1: Yeah, now that you mention it, yeah, I didn't really think about it at the time, but but that always seems to happen just because the plot needs it. Right. But right. There's no other real explanation. It happens all the time to, like, Superman, you know. He gets beat down by certain people, then he goes and lifts an entire city or whatever, you know.
0: The only time they ever got me good with Superman was the Brandon Ruth remake. Was, I thought was very good. Like, you almost thought he was going to, like, Luthor had him beat with Krypton. It was good. Like you thought he was dead. Like this is brilliant. Like it was the only time. And then he, you know, obviously doesn't. But that actually felt like you know that was a good, good way of getting him. So, but you're right. You know how do you how do you fight? In, uh, how do you beat Superman when he's the best? You've got to find some kind of weakness. But um, that is the hard part, for sure. Well,
1: it's kind of like, in, like in the Batman with the 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 recent one. Like he's supposed to be one of the world's greatest detective and they missed that simple both him and Gordon missed that simple clue because it was was it in Spanish or something? I can't remember now. It's been a while since I've seen it. It's like you're so smart, you missed us you made us like a, basically made a typo.
0: He's a kid though. He's still a kid. He's like year two, year yeah. three. That's yeah. <laughs> but Gordon, come on. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Gordon should have picked that up, no question.
0: So that was my thing with with Marvels. It's just like you have one of the strongest, most important, I think, going forward in the MCU, and he just didn't give her her due. I thought that's all.
2: I just think it's an interesting state of the state we're in now because before Endgame came out, there was all this talk that you know with Captain Marvel because it did so well, and no one knew what the story for Endgame was yet. That Captain Marvel was going to be the new leader of the Avengers because we knew Captain America was going away. We knew Iron Man was going away. Like she's going to be the one. She's going to kick ass. But then she's hardly even in the movie. You know, she's at the beginning and then she shows up at the end to almost kick ass all by herself. Yep. And then I'm I'm good. See you later. Mm
0: -hmm. Exactly. I'm good.
2: And now here she is in a lackluster film. Again, I haven't seen it yet, Mm -hmm. but. I, we don't
1: even know what the Avengers look like
0: anymore still. We don't have any. Yeah. They're just kind of scattered superheroes. Well, I don't know what's happening with Black Widow. We don't know anything. With the new Black Widow, these new people, like Shang-Chi, like... It's just a mess. And we only and, have one film coming out in 2024, and that's Deadpool. That has nothing to do with any of that shit.
2: Oh, I think it'll have a lot more to do with it than we realize. I think it's going to deal a lot... With alternate realities.
0: I don't want alternate. I want it back to a, a timeline of people. Like, I can't stand this multiverse nonsense.
2: We'll get there. Well, That's what Secret Wars is going to be all about.
0: Better be better than Secret Invasion.
2: Can't be much worse.
1: <laughs> Maybe having just Deadpool coming out is what the MCU needs right now. Just one movie. Take, this is the breather they need to kind of refocus.
0: Yeah. For sure, and I think they got to come back. Like to me, they're 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 not going to fix this. They the next movie after, in my opinion, has got to be Fantastic Four. Like just start over with Fantastic. Well, Four. But that's not going to happen. Oh, it's not. Well, what's after Deadpool next year? Captain uh, America.
2: No, I think Thunderbolts is going to. Well, no, Captain America they're already filming. Thunderbolts are not even filming yet. So we know Deadpool and Wolverine's coming out in July. Mm-hmm. That. They literally just stopped. They didn't stop. The principal photography finished what yesterday?
0: That I don't know, but I know it's yeah. coming out.
2: Yeah. Ryan Reynolds made a big deal. He posted on on Instagram saying uh, he's sad and he's happy because you know I got to make a got to make a film with my best friends and blah blah blah. So that's principal photography is done. There, I know just because they've shown pictures and stuff, and Harrison Ford on set, mm-hmm. they they're filming. What is it? New World Order? Is that what it's called now?
1: Brave New World. Did they change it to that? Or
2: one of the two. Yeah. I can't remember which one it is. But one, one of them's the title now. So they, they've been filming that, and I'm assuming they've gone back to that. Thunderbolts hasn't even put a single foot on the film yet. Hmm. In fact, they, they, they lost Stephen Yoon.
1: I was gonna say they reportedly lost an actor already, so
2: yeah, yeah they lost Stephen Yoon, though which is funny, he was never confirmed. But now he's definitely not in it.
0: But he's not in it, right.
2: Right. So, we'll see. So, I'm, I'm guessing that Captain America will be the next. I haven't looked at the... I'm completely wrong. Our listeners can tell us they can look online by the time they hear this and listen. And they can tell us which what the Marvel schedule is, because I know they've adjusted it since. But it is going to be weird just having one Marvel movie this year. That's not the standard.
0: And Agatha, Believe. yeah.
2: Well, that's a TV show though
0: yeah no but for movies that's it Deadpool
2: Deadpool is it
0: mm-hmm. I guess the, for me the only goal for Deadpool in my opinion if they're going to link this to anything is somehow bring the X-Men in, into fold
2: hmm possible they are in the obviously Wolverine's in it so I don't know that's how they I mean. don't make an X-Men reference of some sort but right I think they're going to go whole hog play with the multiverse like crazy I mean the leaked pictures, we already see Hugh Jackman wearing the blue and gold right. Wolverine costume. That's no way in hell that's the same Wolverine from Logan. Right?
0: I don't know. We'll that's out. my
2: guess. But we've also there's also been links of different versions of Daredevil. Not Daredevil. Deadpool uh, in the film. So I think they're going to lean into that very heavily. But
0: I think so- they're going to lean into it as a joke, not as to move the, the Marvel
2: forward. Well, that's kind of what I'm saying. If there is an X-Men reference, how do we know it's the 616 universe, right? We don't. Exactly. So, is it going to be... Unless
0: he walks into the stupid ending of Loki and says, this is what you're doing? And, like, releases him or something. Well, that's not going (laughs) to undo that.
2: I like the ending of Loki. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Anyway.
0: Josh, what are your thoughts on the, the rest of Marvel before we wrap this puppy up?
1: Uh, there's been nothing I've hated. Like I said, the Secret Invasion was a very missed opportunity. Um, other things, like, I didn't think I would like at all. Like, Ms. Marvel was a lot of fun.
2: Yep, I agree.
1: So I want them to keep surprising us with stuff mm-hmm. like that, things that you you don't think are going to be for everybody, but ends up being really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now that and Kevin Feige admitted that they need to re-slow down, take a step back, refocus. So maybe he'll get things back on track.
0: I hope Hopefully so. A little
1: more cohesion to it. So I think you guys have said before, this phase four, five, whatever we're in, you don't see any, con- very little connective tissue like you did the other, the previous phases, which yeah. has been detrimental.
2: A hundred percent agree. I mean, the connective tissue was supposed to be Kang but he's not in everything and now
0: well whoops yeah, yeah.
2: Cool. now that's up in the air so yeah this this phase i think we're in phase 5 now it's nobody is directionless and that's a problem
0: yeah to me you got to solve it with fantastic four and doctor strange which
2: doctor strange we don't even know if there's a third one coming out.
0: They said he would return at the end of...
2: Yeah, but they also, they also said man. that at the end of Thor, right? Uh, Love and Thunder. Yeah, Thor he will. will return. Will he, though? Yeah, he will. I I expect to see him in an Avengers film.
0: Yeah, he'll be back. We'll hemsworth has got money on the table. He's still young. He's fine. He'll do I don't it. know if he'll get his own movie again, but...
1: Right.
2: Right, exactly.
1: Right. I mean, I like Love and Thunder. It was... Not great. Not as
0: good as Ragnarok, of course. No. but No, it was okay. I had problems, but
1: I really liked it. The one thing it... I think a lot of people missed from that movie was the whole thing is told by Korg. In the beginning, he's telling the story. So I think he's embellishing it a little bit, but they didn't really make that too clear or go back to that. Right. It would have explained a lot of the goofiness.
0: Yeah, I was just more. I, I just liked the villain so much that like, uh, they, I wish they could have showed him actually conquering some more gods instead of one. And then, yeah, just a couple
1: it. minutes is all you needed to it's flesh him like, out a little bit more. But agree to make him
0: really fear, like to make him like, oh, he could take Thor. It's like I killed one god. that's us let's go.
1: They did a much better job of that in the
2: comics, but they also had much more time to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Michael. How can our listeners? Talk to us about what we've talked about today.
2: Well, apparently, we just send them the link, and then they're on the show.
0: That's right. <laughs> that's, that's all you got to do. It just takes two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're not that. We're just not that crack, uh, tech savvy over here. At the-
2: <laughs> but no, uh, if you would like to drop a comment or link or whatever, however you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Instagram, Threads, and Twitter. Yes, we're still there. Uh, at KyberCast, or if Facebook is more your Jam, we have both a page and a group at the KyberCast.
0: And check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash KyberCast, but if you really want to help out the show, smash that subscribe button, tell your friends about our show, Uh, they can find us in pretty much any podcatcher that is out there, or check out our website at kybercast.com, and they can uh, listen to it there. It's uh, streaming on our website so you don't have to download anything. You can even do it from your phone and stream it right from the website there um i want to thank our special guest josh for being on the show and for listening and uh participating today hopefully you had some fun josh and oh, yeah. definitely. Some those, sometimes, sometimes, blast. sometimes when you see other sausages made you don't want to eat that sausage anymore but hopefully hopefully you'll still <laughs> listen to us after this after this podcast oh definitely 100 so <laughs> thank you yeah. for the
2: compliments and like mm-hmm. joe said earlier it's, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for you listeners it'd just be me
1: and Joe listening to ourselves <laughs> exactly. Argue. exactly exactly so, and yeah, that's fun to listen to too <laughs> we appreciate you
0: um yeah and we don't you know like I, I hope people understand like when Michael and I disagree we disagree I don't just do it for the show like we we find our spots and
2: oh no we're, no we're, like we'll start arguing sometimes before the show starts he's like we gotta save this
0: yeah and yeah.
2: then we'll finish and we'll yeah. start yeah. arguing yeah yeah and then we'll go out to dinner with our uh, significant others and we'll, we'll start arguing yeah exactly. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Yeah. none of it feels scripted at all feels real. Yeah, and we don't, I don't, I don't Either know. Either very I'm good cool. actors or it's real. No. It's, it's real. I'm not a good actor.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. So, yes, again, thanks, Josh. And then uh, next week, we'll get back at it. And uh, until then, this is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk.
2: Boring
0: conversation anyway.